Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, folks, the doomsday music is ended. That can only mean one thing. You are now here with the brethren of the Behold, the Pale, 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 Behold, Behold, Behold. You know, I had a sandwich today that some men and black guy across the diner had paid for. And ever since then, I've been, my words, I don't know, it's kind of fucked up. It's a weird deal. Maybe there was some poisoning going on in my mind or something from these 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 men in black type suits. They're getting closer. Um, if, if, if forever for for whatever reason you were to start to see a limited supply of Behold the Pill podcast episodes, you just uh, just watch older episodes and keep the fight going. Keep the fight going out there. You know what I mean. And with that, welcome to another episode of Behold, Behold, Behold. A pale podcast. How's everybody doing out there this evening? Brother Alex, great to see your face in the place. How you doing? Good to see you, old Mr. Matthew. How you doing? Well, I am getting very old. Thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that. But, uh, it's okay. We all, uh, hang low to the left. Hang low, sweet chat. Here we are. You know what I mean? So it's good to be back with the folks today. Um, we could be being targeted by uh, the G-Men. The Men in Black could be coming to get your boys. So uh, we could be on the run soon, I heard. Buddy Butterfuco was picked up in question, roughed up a little bit. And uh, that's all I really want to say. Well, hold on. Are you sure it wasn't just him uh, stumbling out of the uh, pub uh, like Thanks. always and falling flat on his face? No, no, I. I mean, honestly, sometimes when I see him and with all the boozes, I just and he tells us these crazy stories. I just think it's his excuse of why he went out drinking and fell on his face. I always think that it could be that, but I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here. It was very convincing story, Um, so convincing you almost wonder, is that AI? I'm kind of curious. The AI is so devastatingly real and smart these days it's uh it's a crazy thing it's 2001 uh not quite in space yet odyssey you know what i mean in that world at least we're not all living in space oh well we're all living our own space and our space in our heads but yeah i mean going with um i mean the big talk everyone is 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 hearing is about uh uh, AI, artificial intelligence, and, you know, the big CEOs, the corporate um, elites, you know, pretty much cutting down the workforce, replacing it with whether it's AI or whether it's self-checkouts, whether it's, you know, any kind of electronic or mechanical thing that they can replace people with, they're doing it. Right. And, of course, one of the uh, uh, effects that I mean, 
I, I might not be a, 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 a business tycoon myself, but uh, I do see a kind of a problem that if you keep on removing jobs and, and cutting down people's wages and all that to a point where, you know, most everyone isn't, you know, making uh, a, a wage and your entire structure, your entire business is, you know, selling stuff, you know, putting stuff out there. You're already cutting off your nose to spike your face because, you know, if you and everyone else, you know, cuts down and no one has any money, no one has money to buy your shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that it's, it's hard for, you know, the corporate elites to actually figure this out or, or, or even come to terms with this, you know, revolutionary idea that, you know, the more money you give your employees, the more money they're going to spend back at your place and buy more of your goods. And then, you know, but I mean, what, what do we know? I, of course, those in, 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 in the uh, corporate echelon, the, the big wigs, they, 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 they think they got a handle on it, especially with the uh, most recent scare tactic, um, AI. Now, we've all seen movies, we've all seen read books, stories. I mean, artificial intelligence has been a boogeyman in the zeitgeist for so long. And here's the thing. Now, they have these uh, uh, little, um, uh, what their, their term is, AI uh, apps and other uh, things. For example, for like script writing. Okay. Yeah. And for the fun of it, I thought I could try it out just to see what this is all about. Now, yeah, you can go in, you can type in an idea, some, you know, basic parameters and all that. Mm-hmm. And it'll shoot out the most generic run of the mill. No exciting, you know, just some basic dialogue, some basic plot structure and all that. It's great if you're starting out, you know, writing a script and you want, like, kind of a, a bare-bone skeleton to walk off. It's like but a, uh, it does not... How you doing, honey? Breakfast, <laughs> honey, type stuff, you know what I mean? Probably a lot of stuff like that. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact is, yeah, you can argue that... Uh, it, if 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 all you're looking for is just plain bland generic um, uh, stuff, then yeah, I mean it's you can definitely do that. I the smart person would take that to help you know play or flush out an idea and then build upon it. But it's definitely not a be all end all. And and the fact is, even calling it AI, artificial intelligence, is a misnomer because it's not thinking on its own. It's not like you're saying, hey, here's here's an idea, okay? Uh, let's say, take Romeo and Juliet. Take the whole plot of Romeo and Juliet mm. and you feed it into there and they'll spit out Kind of a generic Romeo and Juliet spinoff with, you know, whatever, you know, nuts and bolts you throw in. But uh, will they expand upon it? Would they add to it? Would they make it more interesting? Will they think, well, you know what, maybe instead of, you know, focusing on this, how about we focus on the secondary character? Let's, let's change this. Let's make Mercutio the lead. Yeah. Now, the the biggest problem about AI is the fact that, first of all, it's not artificial intelligence. It is a computer program that has, like all computer programs, a whole bunch of data that's fed into it, okay? Yeah. And with all the data that's fed into it, it can only extrapolate or create from what you've given it, Okay. So, like, if you have a calculator, you put 2 plus 2, and then it does a calculation, like, ah, it equals 4. That's what it does, okay? Right. It's not like you put in an idea of of a script, and then they're like, wow, you know. But if we take this 
and we change it. We make, you know, Romeo into a, a space cadet and put this in space and then we throw in, you know, this alien race and add different things to it, aspects. And no, I mean, it doesn't think for itself. It just it takes everything that's fed in and like, well, this is what they want. Let's give them a rough, yeah. you know, simulation of what they want. Right. But, but the fact is that as soon as this started, the CEO started, you know, uh, you know, gravitating toward this as if it's like the golden goose. Right. Because the CEOs are all about trying to find a way to, you know, get rid of as much, many, uh, employees as they can so they can increase profits and, you know, have to worry about paying less people or paying even less to everything else. Right. But, I mean, the fact is that what I think the overall, um, game plan is the fact that if if the producers, if those in Hollywood keep going on and they uh, keep the strike going on and they find uh, to uh, instead of meeting the demands that SAG is asking from to actually pay their actors, pay their writers a decent uh-huh. wage they're going to take these AIs and they're going to cra- uh, crank out uh, probably a whole shitload of scripts. And guess what? All these shitload of scripts are going to be mediocre crap. And the fact is, we got a lot of mediocre crap now. And, and that's the problem. The fact is, honestly, it should, if nothing else, hopefully push those in the script writing game and the acting game and all the others to try to improve right. upon what they have. And, and the fact is, I think Hollywood has gotten to a point and I think it was planned by those in charge to dumb down like all the Hollywood movies, all the, you know, TV to a point where we wouldn't notice. We wouldn't notice if we, if they suddenly removed, you know, all these writers and just, slid in all these um, AI scripts because okay. it has no imagination, it has no character development, it doesn't give you anything. It's 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 like it reminds me, I was out uh with a few friends of mine uh last weekend and uh one of my friend Billy Coin uh, he uh he uh he got a a uh I think it was a Big Mac at uh at a McDonald's, and he took one bite of it. Oh man! And I remember he, he he just threw it in the bag, and he threw it in the trash. And I was like, Billy, why why did you do that? He says, This is the worst piece of shit I've ever tasted. And I'm like, Man, I'm, you're you're hungry, man. I mean, I know it's not great, but you know, if if you're hungry, dude, you know, you know, you, you eat anything. But he says, uh-huh. You know, it, it it's so bad that. It doesn't matter how hungry he was. He was not going to eat the rest of that shit. Right. And this is the situation that we're in. They're trying to shovel more shit to us. I mean, sit back and look at what they've been feeding us for the last, would say, 10 years. Well, you know, all these big franchise films and always remakes and sequels and all that. The fact is that they're trying to get us all kind of brain uh, uh, like brain warped into accepting mediocrity. Accepting, you know, pretty much AI type of bullshit. So, I mean, who's going to notice if we're going to remove a whole bunch of writers and uh, uh, use AI instead? By doing that, that increases their profits and also, you know, puts a whole bunch of people off, off, off the street that they don't have to pay for anymore. I think, but the fact is that we're then stuck. We're then stuck in a point where no one is forcing themselves to be creative, to think outside the box. And that's the problem that we've been suffering with for, for so long is the fact that we, we're just stuck in this kind of, um, sinkhole of 
uh, creative um, um, shit. I guess is the best way to say it. Well, watch your language, please, but you're right. You know what I mean? Um, it's one of those things. It's like, and I think you're, it's not just yes, dear, no, dear, hey, dear. I think that the problem is that it might be, it actually could be good. You know, I think that you could probably program, you know, copy the exact way that so-and-so writes a script. I think that might be kind yeah. of the issue that they don't like. Because then it could, like, who's the hottest Cohen brothers will bring up? Everybody, yeah. the Cohen brothers. So it's like if that, the computer goes, Hey, why don't you give me a, a, a new Cohen Brothers script where the characters, you know, a mechanic who is going to go take this long journey to find his kid or something? You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, but do 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 be like the Wonka machine. You know what I mean? And then you get your deal, and uh, so that's what they're kind of worried about. I think it's 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 the fact that and, and AI is so it's already very intelligent too intelligent i feel well well i mean i mean here's the thing it's it's not intelligent it's it's i mean saying it's intelligent is you never know what it's listening i'd be careful well if 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 the the thing is which i think is the big misnomer is that intelligence kind of um as to the point of you know you're given let's say you're given a box yeah. Okay. Now, the AI itself knows, okay, what a box is and knows everything there is to know about what different things you can do with a box. You can put things in a box. You can, you know, maybe make it into a, a little house or, you know, different things like that. But right. standard, everything, everything that people have done with boxes up to that point. Right. Now, now, a person who can take that box and then create into a, a spaceship or create it into a fantastical a world with that box, using their mind, using their creative. And, I mean, that, that is intelligence. That is what makes us, you know, a, a species that can create, create art, create music create right. a lot of things. But the AI can't do that. I mean, they can. You can feed them in all the Coen Brothers scripts, every single one, yeah. and then you can type in, like, hey, this do this story, but in the Coen Brothers style. Right. And and they can do that. But they won't have, like, the, uh, the, uh, uh, the leaps or even, um, for example, I, I, uh, I was going into it and looking at it. One of the biggest issues it does have is it can't tell jokes correctly. Okay? It doesn't get the the timing of the jokes. And it stuff. doesn't get the time. For example, um, if if you're doing a joke like, why did the chicken cross the road? The mm-hmm. punchline is to get to the other side. Okay? Right. You can argue whether it's a good joke, bad joke, or whatever. Right. But that that's how it is. But with the AI... It doesn't know that to stop from that, okay? So I feed them the, uh, the joke, you know, why did the chicken cross the road? It would, for example, could possibly say to get to the other side because mm-hmm. it wanted to. That, that you know, logic. negates the punchline. That, that just messes it up. Like logic. It's, it's hard. It's sort of logic. It can't. It can't get over past the logic of it. Yeah. yeah. So, so the fact is, because dangerously small. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, it still is limited to its own program. Yeah. Now, right now, I we all know that uh, SAG is on strike. Uh, the Writers uh, Guild is on strike. Mm-hmm. And the last time I heard, Fran Drescher uh, said that. Uh, they're, uh, the earliest that they'll be back at the table trying to, um, beat out a compromise is the beginning of next year. Okay. Yeah. And to be perfectly honest with the way things are going, mm-hmm. I think that it'll be at least a year long strike, if not more. But here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. You got 
two two entities fighting against each other. You got the big uh, multi billion dollar producers, okay? Right. That I mean, are getting billions upon billions of dollars off of these TV shows and movies and all this, the streaming services. But yet again, they can't. I mean, for for like a uh, film, you know, they're like, oh, here's your residual check, and it's fucking nine cents. Said, yeah. Okay, I mean. There are kids in sweatshops making more money than that. They okay? do a lot of hard work, though. One would say. Sweatshops are a harder place. Yeah, it's a harder place, and they should definitely be paid a, a uh, decent wage. So is, you know, those who are help creating these films. I mean, the fact is, how did we get through the pandemic? A lot of times it was TV and movies and things to take us away from this world that we are in. I mean, all the crap yeah, that goes on. on. I'm not hating on, on... You know I love this, the system because I'm a part yeah. of the system. You know what I mean? I don't want... Yeah, to, but, but I mean, right. but here's the thing. This is... Yeah. this is. Uh, uh, I think that everyone in, in charge are trying to use, you know, the, the not only the fear of AI, mm. and they're trying to push... You know, AI technology. So they're like, well, then we can get rid of, let's say, you know, 50% of the workforce. Okay. Right. Instead of having a writing team. Okay. That will, um, let's say consist of 10 writers yes. throwing out ideas and writing a script and all that. We cut that down to three writers and, uh, the AI, which, Again, uh, you can still argue with the AI. You can uh, use it to get the basic structure down, and you can expound upon that. Right. But e- but itself still needs the creative, the human element. Otherwise, it's going to be extremely dull and uninteresting. Um, because the human element is what we go to watch movies for. Why we go watch TV is to feel something. And the only true way to feel something is when someone is writing something who has emotions. And AI, a computer, does not know what an emotion truly is. They can extrapolate from what they've got fed by books and other other sources, yeah. but they can't tell you how it feels to be in love, how it feels to have your heart broken, how it feels to be angry. Okay. Isn't that a, uh, isn't that from like Goodwill Good Hunting? Doesn't Robert Williams have that same thing? You could probably read Frost and quote me a sonnet. You could probably do yes, really yes. And tell me this. Yeah. But you talk about my wife again and I'll kill you, Chief. I'll kill you. I'll fucking I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. But yeah, I mean, it's, and, and the fact is that they've been working on trying to, um, push it to a point where they can, you know, replace people. I mean, it's it's obvious they've been doing this for for years. I've been working towards this for years. Um, the only thing is that the truth is AI is not as um as high advanced as they're pushing everyone to believe. Okay, okay? Uh, they want you to believe, like, oh. All I have to do is throw in a few words, and then I'll have a complete script, mm-hmm. uh, character descriptions, everything. Then I can start, you know, making my million, billion dollar movie. And I might need one script writer to touch up here and there. Yeah. Now, the fact is, it's not that far advanced. At least the ones that I've looked at are laughably not that advanced. But the CEOs are, you know, are, are, are trying to get everyone, you know, to a point where they're so terrified of these AIs taking their jobs that they can use that to manipulate them and make them accept lower wages. Yeah. I mean, it's like the old saying, it's like, if, if someone says, well, I, uh, you want a living wage, okay? Yeah. I can either give you nothing, 
don't pay you at all, you have no job, or I'll give you one-tenth of what you deserve. People are going to take the one-tenth because you still have to make money sometime, somehow. And and that's what uh, what I think uh, right now the producers are hoping that if they can, because when they work on these films, I mean, there's films that they have in the pipeline that were, you know, already in the middle of being edited and all that and post-production. Right. So they're good for, let's say, at least at least a couple of years, okay? If they stagger out their films, they're good for a couple of years to keep, you know, people entertained while they try to weigh down the actors. Now, here's the fact that's another problem, mm-hmm. is that SAG... Probably, I, I'm just estimating, guessing that probably 10% of SAG actors make enough that's, that they can live comfortably. Okay? Yeah. And most of them don't. I mean, I know a lot of people that they're barely uh, scraping by uh, doing background work and, and all that. I saw one actress... Who, who's a notable actress, he made a comment that you do um, th- uh, three guest uh, spots on, on different uh, TV shows, and someone watching them might say, well, they're doing good, they're, they're out there. But that's still not enough to even make health benefits for, um, uh, for, uh, for SAC. Okay, so you have a lot of people not even making enough money to you know, um, get health benefits. And and a lot of people like to look at, like, actors and writers and all that in the film industry as, you know, they don't really have any any important jobs or it's not an important job. Right. Okay, so, you know, they're, they're lucky to get what they get. But it's still a job, and the fact is that for the job that they do, they get so less than, you know, I mean, just hearing about getting these residual checks for just pennies is, is, is laughable. Right. You have people on TV series that you keep on watching on reruns constantly and constantly, and they're getting less than the producers who are getting, like, you know, oodles upon oodles of money off of them. And yeah. the fact is that you don't have a movie or a TV show without the actors, the writers, the uh, the grips, the lighting, the you know the the the, the scripties. If you don't get the Alex fact Cox, is that, but but the fact is that the way I see it is, and and this whole SAG thing, obviously that the producers. Um, trying to strong arm people into accepting, uh, you know, accepting what they give them, which is not acceptable. Yeah. I mean, the fact is, when you sit down and you look at these producers and they are getting billions upon billions of dollars and they're like, oh, yeah, but we can't give you, you know, a decent wage for your contribution that made the product that we're selling. Yeah, you have to put in the money to, promote and produce and, and all that, which is a lot of money, but if you don't have someone to help you make the movie, you have nothing to sell. True. Okay? I'm if ready. you don't have the writers, you have nothing to make. Okay? You're making... You're selling nothing. I mean... I mean, you, you can't sell a house without carpentry. You can't sell a house without masonry. I mean, it, it makes no sense of, oh, yeah, I'm selling this house, but I'm not paying the people who actually made the house. Yeah. I mean, that's... You gotta pay them. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, that's the situation that we uh, that uh, they find themselves. And, of course, the fact is, and the more, more important fact is, yeah. the fact that, is that th- this is just the beginning, okay? If those in charge in Hollywood are able to beat down the actor union 
and the writers' union and all the other unions to accept these ridiculous wages for their work, okay? All the other CEOs, we're talking about, you know, I, uh, Apple, we're talking about Amazon, all of them are going to take that as free reign to do sure. exactly the same thing in their own companies. Right. And the fact is, uh, unfortunately, a lot of companies don't have unions. They don't have someone, you know, uh, uh, for fighting you. for the little guy. Right. And, 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 this is the problem that very soon we're going to find the fact that the gap between the rich and the poor, which is already staggeringly big right now, will get to a point where this entire system cannot sustain it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. And, and, and it's, I mean, that's the situation I think that we're going in. Uh, what do you think, Matt? I think that's the deal, you know. Um, I'm with, I'm with, I'm always with the artists. I'm always with the creators, yeah. the dreamers of dreams, if you will. Yeah. And, uh, I, I can understand Hollywood wanting to do what they're doing because they are kind of, like I've said for a while, like, well, I don't think Hollywood likes the idea of, you know, when we grew up as kids, um, you know, we, when Spielberg had a new movie out, you wanted to go see it. Sam Raimi had a new movie out, you wanted to go see it. John Carpenter had a new movie out, you wanted to go see it. You know what I mean? I think that Hollywood's trying to get away from that in the sense of like, and you see it a lot with like how like nowadays, and if you see a successful independent film, rarely do you see that that director do the sequel. You always usually will see a sequel, but it's usually a different director. Um, and I kind of, it's kind of the same sense in that, but what I was going for is like, I think for a while, Hollywood's been trying to take the power away from the director and that's just what's going on right now is, you know, taking the power from the writers and the actors having an issue too, because with the actors, you know, you're seeing them do, they're buying the likeness to an actor. So when they die, they could CGI them. In the, what was it? Christopher Lee was in the Star Wars movie or something like that. Uh, it was actually, um, oh, oh shit. Uh, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. My bad, my bad. Christopher Lee. No problem. And I mean, <laughs> heck, uh, the, the, uh, I, yeah, I think, um, supposedly Bruce Willis sold his likeness so he can be deep faked into. And I don't, I don't like the deep fake thing. Like I love Rodney Dangerfield, one of my favorite entertainers of all time. I don't want to watch a new Rodney movie with a CGI Rodney. I got no interest in that. But that's kind of where it's gonna go. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what they're going for, and it's like, what's it goes back to the whole reboot thing. It's like, what's wrong with these original works that you can't just show them? You have to have some type of CGI dude doing a new version of Die Hard, or you have to have somebody else making it their version of Die Hard. Just showcase, you know, the the theaters were always doing their anniversary editions, bringing the movies out. Just do that, dude. You know, you don't need to reboot all this shit. And, you know. Yeah, and, and, and the problem is with them doing these reboots, um, they're killing the creative um, creative mindset. I, and, and honestly, I think that's the underlying scary uh, big conspiracy of all of this is the fact that I think that they're really working hard to uh, stamp out and eliminate uh, the uh, creative process and creativity. I mean, we as a society only become better when we think outside the box, when we try to create something that is better than what we have. And unfortunately, a lot with a lot of um, uh, films that are coming out now, it's just a lot of the same stuff. They're not pushing the envelope. They're not trying to do different stories or tackle real issues. Right. I mean, you have a few that'll you know uh, make uh, a commentary on what's going on, but yeah. nothing to say. This is how we're going to fix it. Okay. And that's the biggest problem. Okay. I can sit up and say, this is bad. You know, 
No one should be um, bullied or treated like crap because they're different. Okay? Right. After that, what is our solution? How do we stop this from happening? How do we make us as a society better? Very few times I have not seen them going that step farther. It's always like, this is bad. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I made this mistake, you know, this hug and kiss at the end. But you have to go farther than that because people don't change unless they want to change. And the only way for them to want to change is you can show them, okay, the possibility and how you can change. Now, the wanting to change is still up to them, but you still got to give them how, okay? Yeah. I mean, I can sit down and say, don't be a bully, and, you know, that's not going to change anything. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the biggest problem I find is that I, I can think of movies... You know, I'm talking about, you know, 40s, 50s, 30s, 20s, you know, all those that I can still watch today and they still have thought provoking things that are, that are still relevant to today. I mean, when you sit down and you look at most of the movies coming out, what, what you get is another Marvel movie, which is fun. But tell me, I don't see any of the Marvel movies, you know, Pushing any um, hard, hard hitting lives on on the world we live in, or giving us any actual hope, other than oh yay, Iron Man came down to save the day. That's not going to happen. There's no Iron Man. There's no Batman. Okay, no one's. We have to become the superheroes. What we need uh, like is a movie to show us. Okay. Not with capes, not with superpowers, none of that. Real people being heroes, okay? Mm. And, 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 and in a realistic situation. Not like, oh, um, my, my next door neighbor is a spy. And, you know, uh, I get roped into this, you know, crazy, uh, madcap, you know, uh, comedy of, of, you know, spy, uh, spy stuff. No, I mean, it's, the world itself is scary itself, okay? So, the fact is, what we need is to try to go back to the drawing board and put out something that is not cliched, which is not just the run-of-the-mill, same old stuff. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, heck, I love Indiana Jones, and the new Indiana Jones movie is better than Crystal Skull, but Crystal Skull was a pretty low bar. So, and, and, and the fact is, I got news for you. Yes. It's great that you de-aged Harrison Ford, but he still sounds and moves like an 80-year-old man. I love Harrison to death, and he's one of the, uh, one of my favorite actors. But the fact is, you can still tell that it's an 80-year-old man looking like he's a 20-year-old man. Not, not a 20-year-old man doing the stuff in those scenes. That's like Robert De Niro and uh, the Irishman. Now, yeah. when you brought up when you brought up your boy uh, Bruce Willis, that reminded me of kind of like how you'll see. I think it's Pink Floyd, and you know bands like that are kind of really artsy bands. Don't like to see their music in commercials for like corporate products. You know what I mean? You're oh always, yeah. It's the same type of deal. Like you're gonna see Bruce Willis, his like. His like AI fucking hologram selling like the pens diapers. He'll be on there like, when you die hard, you're gonna shit your pants. You're gonna want the depends. You know what I mean? And just making a mockery of everything. And wait, wait, hold on. You mean it depends if you shit hard? It depends. Are you shit hard or do you shit harder? And then he, uh, he has a sign. He walks up with a sign in New York that says, I hate cloth underwear. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. The fact is that I think that's the biggest conspiracy we have right now, which is trying to, uh, you know, just 
just make us all, you know, and you know, automatons. I mean, it's For sure. if you, and, and the fact is that what what creates great people and all of that, what helps inspire us are books, are movies, are TV shows. I mean, there's, I mean, when Star Trek first came out, uh, there were a lot of people that went into the space race because right. of Star Trek. Right. Okay. A, 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 a sci-fi TV show. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that changed the course of our society because people saw a future that they want to be a part of. Right. I've got news for you. It's never going to happen, okay, because of where we're going right now. What we have to do is to try to get that wonder back, try to create something, I mean, to elicit some kind of hope or dreams for the future. Yeah. I, and and I, I, I got news for you. I, I mean, I grew up reading, you know, comic books. I, you know, love, you know, the Marvel Universe. But I got news for you. None of us are going to be bitten by a radioactive spider and suddenly have superpowers and can go out and save the world. No, okay? that's not going to go down? No, that's not going to go down. Okay? I don't like that. I was hoping for that. But yeah, but I mean, but when you got, uh, you know, things that, you know, help promote people to, you know, think of what they could do themselves, what they could help with society and all that. And of course, those in charge, they just want to be like, oh, I mean, hey, we can get a computer to do your job. So. If you still want to put food on the table, you got to accept the low wages we're going to give you because it's either low wages or no wages. You and yeah, you haven't even tapped into manipulation AI where you could have, you know, I remember a few years back when people were worried about like you could do like when face swap was a thing where you could literally like face swap. I always, I, the first time I remember face swap looking decent was in Little Nicky when they had, when he, they face swapped Little Nicky's over the Scarface body. Mm. And I was like, ooh, like this could be an issue. Like you could like yeah. win and switch cat. You should, you can walk in somewhere. You can do a CGI all AI nowadays too, but you could like literally have something walk into and, and shoot somebody, you know, and, and the computer could fuck. And, and face swap someone up. Yeah, and of course, I, I, I know what, if, 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 uh, that happened, I know yeah. what, uh, those in charge say, well, the technology isn't, you know, up, uh, up, up to that point where, you know, you couldn't tell, you know, you'll be able to tell little, uh, markers, so you don't have to worry about that actually being a real issue. Which is funny because what they're trying to do is make it so you can make it pass. I mean, look at like um, Indiana Jones, or, or even better, um, uh, Captain America with uh, Chris Evans putting his face on the scrawny guy's body. Right. Okay, uh, that was pretty good, and that was how long ago? A bit. And 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 the fact is that if you are now on trial, okay, for going into a convenience store. And shooting the owner, and um, and it looks like you, but you know you weren't there. You were somewhere else, and you could even have people who say, "Yeah, he was with me," but like, "But dude, I got a video here. It looks just like you." What if you? I mean, I mean, hey, the possibility of going in and face swapping and and all that. The technology is there. And the fact is, the technology we can play with on Facebook and all that, yeah, it's it's hokey, it's not perfect, but I got news for you. What we're playing with is the prototypes. I promise you, those in charge, they have a lot better uh, face-swapping technology that they haven't released. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, the fact is, 
that next time you're on a jury and, and someone says, hey, here's video uh, evidence that this person did this, and sometimes you're going to have to, you know, are, are you sure that it wasn't tampered with? Is no. there how how do we know it hasn't been tampered with? What's I mean, your, those questions are now issues now. What's your opinion on AI and face swapping being being something actually being a thing? Because uh, nobody could ever get in, the no, elite could never really get in trouble with the right defense as long as they're not caught red-handed. They could probably claim anything. Well, I mean, heck, the elite can. I mean. By elite, you can you can, li- you can literally be there with a hundred witnesses and see no. someone with uh, with power, you know, gun someone down in the middle of Times Square, and they'll still walk out scot free. It right. doesn't matter what we see, okay? Doesn't matter what we can prove, yeah, because I they're the ones that own the courts that own the. You know, judicial system, the politic politicians. Yeah, I mean, the fact is that that uh, I mean, unfortunately, that's where we're going. Okay, yeah. uh, do I know how we're going to fix this or get back to where I think we should be? I have absolutely no idea, but it's fucking terrifying because I just see the gap being wider and wider. I mean, you got people saying, "Oh, the uh, the." I mean, the the price uh, uh, hiccups, you know, in the last few years are staggering. Of yeah. course, they want to say, "Oh, it's uh, it's inflation." It's in no, no, no. Okay, for example, let's say making a pencil. Okay, uh, to all the um, money that you need to spend to actually make a single pencil, this say was twenty five cents. Way yeah. back when, you know, and they sold it for 50 cents. Okay. That's doubling their money. Okay. Right. Then, you know, inflation goes up from 25 to 50 cents. Mm-hmm. So they then mark it up to $2. Okay. Then making the pencil goes from 50 cents to 75 cents. Okay. They marked it up to 375. And then, you know, uh, the maker makes it up to a dollar, and then all of a sudden it's like five bucks. Yeah. Okay. The how much more they're making on it is increasing more than what they had before. That's why there's a big issue with 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 everything because I'm all for you know you making a good profit, but yeah. there's it gets to a point where the profit is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, heck, a perfect example is you go looking at prescriptions, drugs, and all that. In that case, you need those. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's not like you can say, well, you know, uh, I don't want to buy that, you know, uh, pencil or that, you know, pet rock or anything like that. Okay? You need these prescriptions. So you have these pharmaceutical companies, mm-hmm. okay, popping up, you know, inflating the prices on all of this, okay, to a point where people have to decide, am I going to have the drug I need to survive to live, or will I have enough money to buy food or buy rent or, or do rent? I mean, that's and, – and, I mean, I remember reading a story, this was years ago, about a young, healthy guy, okay, who was diabetic, mm-hmm. okay? And he just got out of college and wasn't making that much money at his new job. Yeah. So he tried to ration his insulin, uh-huh. okay? He ended up dying because he, he wasn't keeping up to the, the amount that he needed all right, to survive. But the fact was he couldn't get enough insulin to take care of what he needed, so he was trying to ration the ones that he had, which unfortunately didn't work for him, and he, he, he ended up dying. Yeah. And when you have people having to make those decisions, I, I, then, then, of course, you have, like, those with oxycodone. I mean, it's, it's hilarious. This is what I find hilarious. You have a new TV series coming out, 
with Matthew Broderick, mm-hmm. okay, which is supposed to be following the creation of oxycodone, it getting be sent out there, the uh, the trials, the investigations, trying to uh, get the lid on this on this uh, uh, pandemic that they created. Okay, I mean, you've got people locking up, people selling crack cocaine, marijuana, and all that on the street, and you got the CEOs doing the exact same stuff with even more addictive drugs, uh, you know, getting away with it. Right. And, yeah, uh, uh, we all know about all that. But uh, my question is, how much money do they still have? I mean, I think they're still, you know, yeah, they went after them, but I think they're still, you know, if not billionaires, maybe they can knock them to millionaires. I mean, heck, they have to give up one of the yachts or something, right? I don't think they like that, though. What? what? Giving up one of their yards. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a fact, that when you have people in power that can manipulate the situation, there's a lot that we can't do um, because we don't have the power. I mean, heck, you got, uh, you know... Too many people just struggling to survive in this world. And you got so many people on the top just uh, putting their shoes on the back of your neck, making it nearly impossible. Yeah. (laughs) Which one do you like more? What? Being the one with the boot on the neck or the one stepping on, on the other people? Yeah, which one do you like more? Honestly, I like a third option. Which, which is what? Peace on Earth? Yeah, you're a good guy. <laughs> the third option is someone who has the ability mm-hmm. to help those who are in need and lift them up. I like that. Okay? And, and honestly, you don't have to be a millionaire to do that. Yeah. There's a lot of people that do a lot of good work that try to help but unfortunately, it's still a very few people because more people, you know, will either want to just, you know, dwell in their misery and like, oh, I'm poor, I'm, I'm never going to make it. And, you know, they they drown their sorrows in whether it's heroin or, or, or alcohol or something like that. And then you got those who are up there like, well, I don't care. I got my yacht. I got all this money. I don't give a damn what happens to these Little people. Very sad. It's true, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true, but I mean, that's the situation that I see we're in. But, um, I mean, heck, what the fuck do I know? You know it all, baby. You know all. But yeah, I mean, the fact is, I think, uh, using the uh, SAG strike as, as an example, uh, this is only a tip of the iceberg. And I think there's a lot more crap that's going to go down in, 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 you know, in the coming years. Yeah, no. And the fact is, until we find a way to stabilize our society, our, our, our government, where, you know, people, I mean, back when I was young, there was such a thing as a middle class. That middle class is practically non-existent now. I mean, I remember being a kid. Yeah. And if I got sick from school and I stayed home, mm-hmm. I'd, I I could look out the window and there was never a car home. Never a car. There was home. never there was never a car home because everyone was at work. Mm-hmm. Now you know, I mean, it's like ninety percent cars are at home. Now you can argue that more people are doing a work from home, but still, I mean. The question I have is, are they still making the same amount that they were before? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, the fact is that um, it's just, I mean, you're just looking at, 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 at everything. I mean, when I start working at my job, okay, we always had, a, a an option 
to do food stamps, okay? Uh, that was always an option where I worked, okay? I've been there for 24 years, okay? Yeah. In the last, I would say, maybe 15, 15 years, mm-hmm. uh, the amount of people that use food stamps have skyrocketed, uh, Because I remember when I first started working there, when I was 16, no one ever used food stamps, okay? Yeah. And now it's just, it's it's getting more and more. I mean, now it's, you know, it's almost like every other person it feels. Should they be uh, destroyed for using food stamps, or? What do you mean? Should the people that use food stamps, should they, no. be, should they be ground up into hamburger for the elite? No. Oh. No, they shouldn't. But oh. it shows that. I don't think the, so either. Yeah, it shows the fact that the amount of people that are on, on, on welfare uh, that need food stamps and all that have extremely, you know, got, gotten a lot more. And and the fact is we've got to find a way to, you know, fix this. I mean, back in the old times, you know, uh, they, um, they had uh, before child labor laws and all of that. Yeah. You had the Rockefellers and all of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, the uh, government came down to put a lot of sanctions that, you know, you know, limited the work week, which right. uh, uh, get, yeah. uh, put laws that they couldn't have children under a certain age working in these factories that, you know, could, you know, easily, you know, kill them because okay. of... They were, no doubt about it. They were fucking working on the death. Yeah. And the fact is, I mean, the CEOs didn't suddenly grow hard and say, well, you know what? I, 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 I think that we shouldn't have nine-year-old boys and girls going into these, you know, looms and try to fix it. And whoops, if they accidentally hit the wrong button, they get squashed and they did. But hey, who cares? There's a whole bunch of others uh, that we can grab. I bet they took an, I bet they, they took the, they, like if there was a kid or somebody with no family, they took the insurance money for themselves. I don't think they, there even was insurance back then, to be honest. Oh yeah. They, if you got hurt, if you, if you got a, a splinter or bump your ankle in one of these sweatshops, they'd get, they'd cut you a check for $455,000 on the spot. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's... It made you lose your smile for the day. They gave you an extra (laughs) $500,000. But I could be joking because maybe they were the devil. Maybe there was devilish stuff going on. I think there was devilish deeds going on. But again, so I'm... I don't know. I just think that, that, you know, we got to find a way to fix the broken system. For sure. But you right. know, unfortunately, the too many people in power um, that don't want the system to be fixed, and the only way it's going to happen is if we, as a whole, and I'm talking about every single person as a whole, yeah. stands up and you know uh, tells them that they have to, you know, that that they're out and we have to get new people in. But unfortunately. You know, there's too many people fighting among themselves that, and, and, and too many people grasping for the, the brass ring. I mean, I mean, you gotta give the elite, uh, credit that they put enough people in a position where they dangle that carrot and say, Hey, you, you might be one of us. You might be one of the elites. Yeah. You know, keep, keep trying. Keep going for that carrot. Keep going for that brass ring. You'll get it. Oh, what? Oh, you didn't get it today? That's okay. Try again next year. What? You didn't get it next year? Oh, don't worry. I have faith that you'll get the following year. And the fact is, at the end, when you finally get your pension, your retirement, whatever, you're going to realize that carrot, that breast ring that they keep on saying that you were in line for, that you were going to get, you never get. Because they decide that someone that they already liked and was already in the lead got first tips. Wow, that sucks. That's how it works, huh? Yeah. That's shitty. No, it's fucked up. I know we've got we were a little all over the place tonight with discussion. Um the AI stuff, yeah, I mean it's definitely it could be an issue in multiple ways. 
you know, I know we t- tapped into a little bit of the creative side of things, but even just, you know, uh, all types of things it could be an issue for. And if anybody's never seen 2001, A Space Odyssey, my goodness, Hal, watch Hal. Hal's everybody's future. I just want everybody to know Hal 9000. Is- I can't do that, Matt. Yeah, exactly. I can't do that, Matt. I can't have you have you tell them the truth. The truth. Hal's always getting on me about the truth. You know what I mean? Daisy, Daisy. You know, before we wrap up the show, I also wanted to say uh, rest in peace, William Friedkin. That happened earlier today. Very sad stuff. Director of The Exorcist, The French Connection, uh, Killer Joe, Sorcerer, Cruising, so many great movies. And last but not least, uh, a film that should be uh, in the queue of every uh, conspiracy theorist. Bug, the film Bug is, is very Behold the Pill podcast. Uh, so we tip our hat to William Friedkin, rest in peace, legendary dude. And, uh, everybody pop on Bug for the Friedman tonight. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, that sucked. Rest in peace. I, every now and then we just lost Pee Wee too. Every now and then I'll catch a, I'll catch a pass and then I'll go, Ooh, it'll hurt. And uh William Friedkin kind of hurt a little bit because big fan, big fan, great. And uh the one thing I'll say about Friedkin is, like, you can say whatever, man, but, like, not that you would because he was pretty loved, but influential for days. When you talk about a day, me and Hawk, when we do other shows talking about movies and stuff, we often like to talk about directors that have kind of stood the test of time a little bit. And there's none... Friedkin's the king, because like you look at all that Earl Exorcist, French Connection, dude, Sorcerer, these movies that are fucking iconic, and then like later in his career, he did that Bug movie, great movie, um, and he did a movie called Killer Joe with Matthew McConaughey. Don't be turned off, okay, 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 all right, all right, all right, with McConaughey in there. It's actually a really good movie. I, it's another one of those movies. I I recommend watching the theatrical cut. There's only two movies in the history of the world that I've I've ever said that the theatrical cut was better than the director's cut, and I would have to say that for both Killer Joe and The Town, Ben Affleck's The Town. But we'll bring up The Town when we lose Affleck. So everybody go watch Bug, William Friedkin, great flick. And, uh, yeah, A.I., you know, it's something taking over the creative, uh, the political world that's in there too. And, uh, the world that we see when you turn on the news and you go to vote for the guy for Presidente and such and anything really who, you know, you're up there and you go, you go, hmm. Well, they live. They live. That's all I got to say. They live. AI kids coming. Uh, so we'll see where it goes. You want to cl- say anything in closing? No, I mean, I know I was all over the place, but I mean, okay, a little bit, but it's okay. So we do, but it. yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of stuff going on that we'll never know exactly all the nuts and bolts and what people are true. Uh, what what the end game is, uh, but there is an end game, and uh, we have to keep uh, keep looking at it. I mean, the fact is that if we are going to survive as a society. We have to all stand together, united against those who are the puppet masters. I mean, we gotta all become Pinocchio and cut those strings. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, it's just my thought that it's a lot of manipulation, uh, a lot of uh, trying to scare us with, you know, fancy words of like AI mm. intelligence. Yeah. And and all that. Do I think that AI is possible and they're working towards it? Yes, a hundred percent. Uh do I think they're actually at the point where they actually have created an artificial intelligence that can actually, you know, is intelligent, not just a algorithm? No, I don't think they're at that point. But they are striving to get to that point. So as soon as they get that, then they can, you know, get rid of all of us needless employees so they can uh, enlarge in their, their, their profit. But 
you also have to figure it this way. If, if by some, you know, horrendous, um, joke in the cosmos, if, if they actually create a, a true artificial intelligence, we as a society are extremely doomed. And that is because if it becomes intelligent to realize that it's more intelligent than us, what does it need us for? Doesn't. So, yeah. I mean, we've seen The Matrix. We've seen Skynet. We've seen Terminator. So, I mean, that's what, you know, I, and of course the CEOs are, are, are crazy enough to think that they'll still be standing at the end. I, I had, mean, I had a crazy vision of an AI teenager with a tear in its eye, with a tear rolling down his cheek going, I never needed you talk yelling at humanity as it pushes the button to erase all of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact is that's where we're going. And, uh, but I, I hope, I hope, uh, I hope we don't get that far, but we'll see what happens. So yeah, cool beans. This is another, this is the cool little discussion on the subject. Uh, for all you folks out there listening, we really appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. You, the show, you might see the show on a little, little hiatus for a couple months just because we are shooting a new film for anybody that knows about our film work. Um, so I think we have one more, this and one more, maybe. Um, this could be the last one for a little bit. So we'll see. But, uh, we appreciate you, the support always. And uh, when while we're not up with new episodes, definitely check into the old archives. You know, we got a good good amount of stuff back there that you probably haven't listened to. And uh, you dive into that, and we'll be back before you even know it. And we're looking forward. We got a lot of cool shite coming up. You know, we got some guests coming on, and we got some cool topics that we've been trying to dip into for a bit. So uh, we definitely got some fun stuff going, and don't fret. Uh, if you hip to, if you're hip to like what we do and you, you get down with the Boombastic Media Network, uh, there's other shows on there. Uh, they'll be taking a little slow down as well. So don't act like you can go get anything, but, uh, there's archives there too. So we always like to push it and, uh, check it out. You know, I know if you like this show, you'd probably dig, uh, if you like the rapport, if you like the rapport, me and, Brother Alex have on this show, you might enjoy a show called like the Boombasta cast or something like that, where there's two guys that look exactly like me and this, this Brother Alex figure. But, um, yeah, like I said, we'll be back. We're definitely not going anywhere unless we're snuffed out for real. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, we'll be making a movie and we can't wait to tell you guys more about that when we get back. But, uh, in the meantime, Hold us down. Hold us down, and we'll catch y'all on the next episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. Of the Behold, of the you know, I had a sandwich today that some men in black guy across the diner had, had paid for, paid for. And ever since then, I've been, my words, I don't know, it's kind of fucked up. It's a weird deal. Maybe, Maybe there was some poison going on in my mind or something from these, 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 these men, men in black, black type, type suits. They're getting, getting closer. closer. For whatever reason, you to see a limited supply of podcast episodes. You just, just, just watch older episodes, older episodes, keep the fight going, keep the fight going.